But wait, there's more. Hi, everybody. It's Terry O'Reilly here, and we're happy to announce something we've never offered before. It's our But Wait, There's More subscriber package. If you're a fan of Under the Influence, you'll get more than ever before. You'll get more bonus episodes like the live recording and audience Q&A we did recently at the Hot Docs Podcast Festival, exclusive for subscribers only. You'll get more podcasts with additional stories. You'll get early access so you can listen to all of our new shows before anyone else. You'll get all of our episodes, including archives, ad-free. Tisk tisk. I won't judge. You'll be invited to Ask Me Anything sit-down chats with yours truly. You'll get first dibs on tickets for live events. You'll get big discounts on Under the Influence merchandise. And that's only the beginning, all for a few bucks a month. Just go to our show page on Apple Podcasts and tap Try Free to start your free seven-day trial. Membership has its privileges. Hmm, you should copyright that. 
one full year before television was formally launched. It was a new program on ABC Radio that didn't feature singing stars or comedians or celebrities of any kind. The American Broadcasting Company presents The Candid Microphone, the program that brings you the secretly recorded reactions of ordinary people to all kinds of situations. No one ever knows when he's talking into the candid microphone. Candid microphone was the precursor to candid camera, and it was created by Alan Funt. Funt was born in New York City in 1914. After graduating from the Columbia University business course, he attended the Pratt Institute in Brooklyn to take art courses. That led to a job in an advertising agency where he became an ad writer and joined the radio department. It was there that he found his true calling and became a radio idea man, creating gimmicks for radio shows. When World War II came around, the Signal Corps put Funt's radio experience to good use, and he began experimenting with the relatively new art of location recording. He used a wire recorder, the forerunner of the tape recorder. The portability led Fun to try out various concealment techniques while recording soldiers in order to get spontaneous responses. After the war, Fun took that experience and created Candid Microphone. The show used the technique of a hidden recorder to elicit funny, real-life moments from unsuspecting people. In this clip... A candid microphone actor takes a 10-second ride in a New York taxi. Total fare? 25 cents. But listen to the reaction of the real-life cabbie when the actor gives him a $20 bill at 8 in the morning and asks for change. Be up, pal. Thank you. All right, all I got is a $20 bill. That's all I have. Well, where'd you expect me to get change for a $20 bill this time in the morning? Well, all right. How much is the fare? One quarter. Fellas, they all got the same habit. $20 bills. Where are we supposed to get changed for $20 bills? This ain't the house of Rothschild. The responses from real people were genuine, funny, and most importantly, unscripted. They were a breath of fresh air on airwaves that were already populated with slick and polished Hollywood performers. The public loved Candid Microphone. They loved hearing real people, like themselves, on radio. They could relate to them. And while ABC happily watched the radio ratings shoot up, a few blocks over on Madison Avenue, advertising executives quietly took note. They listened with amazement as the antics of real people drew millions of listeners, just like celebrities did. They realized that the faces and voices of everyday people could be very compelling. And real people talking about the brands they loved might just be highly persuasive. Candid Microphone changed the way Madison Avenue talked to their customers. And it changed the way customers responded to advertising. Real people delivered a level of credibility that actors or paid celebrities could not. Because... When the ads are aimed at you, starring you, it's a whole different pitch. You're under the influence.
James Webb Young was a legendary ad man who worked for advertising agency JWT from the 1920s to the 1950s. He was also one of advertising's most articulate observers. His books are among my favorites on the industry. He once said, every type of advertiser has the same problem, namely, to be believed. In a world of uber competition, where a brand competes for attention not just with the other brands in its category, but with every other brand in the world, the resulting hype is overwhelming. Everyone knows the advertising message has been written by the advertiser itself. Everyone knows all the actors are paid to say what they say. Therefore, believability is the elusive ingredient in advertising. One of the techniques that advertising has long used to achieve believability has been the recruitment of real people in commercials and advertisements. It's a technique that offers many variations on the theme. It can be a testimonial, a hidden camera moment, a man-on-the-street interview, an unbiased expert, a blind taste test, company employees, or just regular people recruited for the sheer humor that comes out of spontaneity because spontaneity equals believability. Real moments have a feel to them that is singular. So much so that seeing and hearing real people on radio or television is always a little jarring and unexpected. That's because radio and television is a very polished, tightly compressed and highly managed environment, populated with attractive professionals who have been trained to work a camera or a microphone, They know which is their best side. But when an untrained person is put in front of a camera, none of those tricks are employed. The eye contact is uneven, the speech is halting, there isn't as much confidence, there is no makeup, and there is no script. We, as a species, have incredible antennae for genuine human moments. Listen to this radio commercial I directed for Labatt. The goal of the campaign was to link spontaneous fun with Labatt Blue, hence the tagline that fun things happen out of the blue. In this radio series, we called up real people and created situations they had to spontaneously react to. Here, our fearless actor, the wonderful Cameron Hughes, calls up a real florist right out of the phone book wanting to send two dozen roses to a new girl he has just met. Good morning, the Flower Emporium. Bobby speaking. Hi, Bobby. How are you today? It's Cameron calling out of the blue. I was wondering if I could um, get some flowers, please, to be sent. Sure. What I'm trying to do here is this is really, this is young lady I'm really trying to impress. We've gone out on a few dates and things are going really well and I really want to take it to the next level and I thought that some flowers would be a great idea. Don't you think that's neat? Mm Mm-hmm. Sure is. What kind of flowers would you recommend? How much per rose? It says in long stem is $50 or $5 per rose. Okay. Now tell me, like, what, what would you want as a, as a young lady? Like, what would you... What would I want? Two yeah. dozen. Two dozen? <laughs> Let's do it. Okay, and how are you putting it on a credit card, right? Can I do it COD? Okay, you're ordering roses for her, and you want it cash on delivery, so when we bring her the roses from you, she's going to pay for them? Perfect. Let's set it up. 
Can you hold a minute? Hey, I'm calling out of the blue. You could be next. Mabat Blue. The florist's unscripted reaction to the COD moment was priceless. There's a feel to real person commercials that doesn't exist in performed commercials. That genuine, unprompted response is a powerful marketing tool. It's one of the reasons why, since the dawn of modern marketing, advertisers have recruited real people to be in their ads. Back in the late 1800s, Pears Soap was one of the first brands to use real people in their advertising. The company wanted to link their product with quality and high culture, and pioneered branding built on testimonials. On the first of a two-page Pears print ad from 1890 is a testimonial from a famous stage actress named Lily Langtree, known as Jersey Lily, on account of her unsurpassed beauty. She gives a glowing testimonial for the soap, saying, I have found it matchless for hands and complexion. Since using Pears soap, I have discarded all others. On the second page of that ad, it states that Pears has been given awards from 100 of the world's foremost authorities. Included is a testimonial from Dr. John L. Milton, senior surgeon at St. John's Hospital for the Skin. He says... A lady wants no other cosmetic than Pears soap, from an hygienic point of view. The celebrity endorsement was powerful and added prestige to the soap. The doctor, on the other hand, is a highly respected member of society. He seemed to be unbiased with no vested interest. He added credibility to Pears soap. The resulting business turned Pears into a major brand and it marked the beginning of the advertising testimonial genre. When broadcast eventually arrived and multiple advertisers rushed to fill the airwaves with their messages, the need to be believed intensified. It led to pitches that stated, eight out of 10 people like the taste of a certain brand, or four out of five housewives prefer a certain dish soap, or more doctors smoke Camels. Yes, according to this repeated nationwide survey, more doctors smoke camels than any other cigarette. The marketing thinking was this. Rather than have the advertiser tout the superiority of their own product, which involves huge self-interest, why not have unbiased professionals endorse the product as voices of authority? Or have regular people recommend the product, customers who used the brands and were vocal about their satisfaction. Advertisers came to realize the one powerful element of real-person testimonials, namely, that the people in these ads were their customers. So it was easy for other customers and potential customers to identify with them. It was the ultimate mirror. As testimonial ads increased, certain rules became established. First, the people in commercials must represent a healthy majority and not an aberrational few. The people featured must have come to these views before any money was involved, in other words, before they knew they would be paid. And testimonials would have to be backed up with documented proof. Madison Avenue learned fast and started to perfect many variations on real-person commercials. 
Sometimes the people themselves weren't in the ad, but the letters they wrote to advertisers were. In this early television spot for Geritol, the announcer sits at a desk with the product and reads a letter from a Geritol user. Tastes good, too. Now, I'd like to read you a letter from Mrs. N.B. of St. Louis, who obviously suffered from a vitamin deficiency. Here's what she says. Geritol certainly does make you feel better. After a recent short sickness, I bought a bottle of Geritol to get back the energy I'd lost during the illness. I, for one, want to thank Geritol for the wonderful quick job it did in making me feel better. Hidden cameras, inspired by Candid Microphone and later Candid Camera, was another testimonial technique. Folgers Coffee did that to great effect in the 60s and 70s. They would go into top restaurants in New York City, switch the upscale coffee for Folgers Instant Crystals, and film people's reactions when they found out. While watching real people in ads has convinced the public to switch brands, there was one famous case where real people caused one of the biggest wars in advertising history. We'll tell that story next. Don't go away. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. While real people testimonials are a powerful marketing tool, there is another aspect of real people that I love. It's the sheer humor that comes out of a spontaneous situation. Here's another radio ad from that Labatt Out of the Blue campaign. 
In this one, our actor Cameron calls a real seamstress right out of the phone book and tells her he's stuck in a restaurant washroom with his sleeve caught in his zipper and he needs help. Good afternoon, Station Time. Hi, it's Cameron calling out of the blue here. Um, you're a zipper expert? Yeah. Okay, good, because I've got a bit of a situation I need your help with. One moment. Yes, hi, love. Yeah, I've got uh, a bit of a situation. My sleeve is caught in my pant zipper. Your but, sleeve is? Yeah. Right. My boss is out there, and I've been in the washroom of the restaurant for over 15 minutes, and I can't get it undone, and I don't know what to do. Sweetie, you've just got to wiggle it backwards and forwards till you get it to go one way or another. Try and get it up and down. Okay, it a, should be your... Just a sec, here we go. It's your right sleeve, right? Yeah. Not working. It's not working? <sighs> Let me try it again. Yeah. Where are you? Downtown. What's your, oh, inter- what's oh, your intersection? Just a sec, just a sec, just a sec. I got it. You got it? Yeah. All right, darling. I was going to uh, drive down there and do it for you. Hey, I'm calling out of the blue. You could be next. You have to love that lady. She was willing to drive down to the restaurant, walk into the men's washroom, and help a complete stranger get his sleeve out of his zipper. People are amazing. Listen to this next ad from Mountain Dew. It features a not-yet-famous Stephen Colbert on the streets of New York City, where he actually jumps into the car of an unsuspecting real person and asks for a ride. Excuse me. Excuse me. Can I get in your car? It's an emergency. Please. Please. Listen, I'm just curious. I'm looking um, for somebody to go halvesies with me on a Mountain Dew. What? I've got 41 cents. Whatever. I don't have enough money for an entire Mountain Dew. And if you wanted to take the first sip or something, I could take the subsequent sips. And uh, there's a guy right down there selling them. I don't really have enough for one, but a half. A half? Half a Mountain Dew. You could have the first half, and I could take the second half. You got in my car, so you want to have... I mean, I wouldn't drink it in here. It's kind of hot in here. It would be refreshing. Well, I stopped the car because you flagged me down. But, um... there was, like, an emergency or No, well, there's a thirst emergency. I mean, if I can... Let's just, just go up there. Just, just drive up to this dude right here, and let's get um, let's get a Mountain Dew. All right, you can just scoot her all the way, just a little bit further down. Nothing comes between a Dew drinker and their Mountain Dew. Uh, I don't know about this. Can you put your seatbelt on, please? Do the Dew. You can't beat the spontaneity of real people when they don't know they're being recorded. But maybe the most famous blind taste test of them all was the Pepsi Challenge. It was the first hand grenade thrown in one of the biggest advertising battles ever, the Cola Wars. We've told the story of the Pepsi Challenge before. It began in 1975 in Canada, actually, then was used as a local strategy to try and gain market share in the southern United States. Coke dominated sales south of the Mason-Dixon line. The reason? They were a true southern company with their head office in Atlanta. Pepsi had just a meager 7% market share in Dallas compared with Coke's 37%. But Pepsi knew, from their research, that people preferred Pepsi over Coke in blind taste tests. So the Pepsi Challenge was launched. They set up booths and asked real people to sip two hidden colas and pick their favorite. 
In commercial after commercial, viewers watched real people sip both colas, then proclaim their preference for Pepsi. It was powerful marketing. In 1981, Pepsi recruited actor Gabe Kaplan, fresh off his hit TV sitcom Welcome Back, Cotter, to roam America and test real people with the Pepsi Challenge. Gabe Kaplan, my volunteer fireman friends here have volunteered to take the Pepsi Challenge. Okay, now I want you to tell me which one you chose. Pepsi Cola. <laughs> On a one to ten scale, what would you rate the taste of Pepsi? About a nine and a half. A pool of nearly 300 commercials were shot, allowing Pepsi to proclaim, Houston chooses Pepsi, or San Diego chooses Pepsi. All across this country, people took the Pepsi challenge, and Pepsi won, because... You know what we Pepsi. have Pepsi! In tests like these nationwide, more people prefer Pepsi over Coca-Cola. Okay. John Scully, the president of Pepsi at the time, who would later go on to run Apple, said of the campaign, never before had comparative advertising had such spontaneity and believability. In an interview, Sergio Zyman, the former head of marketing for Pepsi, said that the Pepsi challenge was much more than a comparative head-to-head campaign. He pointed to a key element of the strategy, that Pepsi never claimed to taste better than Coke. They just wanted people to believe Pepsi tasted as good as Coke. The insight was that if they made a superiority claim, the public wouldn't have sided with Pepsi. And tasting as good as Coke was all they needed to steal market share. It's interesting to note that the Pepsi challenge did steal market share, but not from Coke. Those share points came at the expense of Dr. Pepper and the other third and fourth place brands. The Pepsi campaign did, however, succeed in flattening Coke's growth. As Zyman says, part of that was due to the source credibility, meaning that in an unfriendly market like Texas, the campaign overcame the central problem of most advertising, which is self-interest, by letting real people provide the believability. That insight was summed up by a key sentence in all the commercials. It said, let your taste decide. It was a powerful line because it built credibility and put control back in the hands of the viewer. If a picture tells a thousand stories, the Pepsi Challenge commercials with Coke drinkers exclaiming, I can't believe I chose Pepsi, told a million. Without a doubt, the biggest element the campaign had going for it was genuine spontaneity. So much more meaning is conveyed through the non-verbal cues we all give off when we speak spontaneously. The facial expressions, the body language, and the intonation of our words themselves. That was the power of the real person Pepsi challenge. As everyone knows, the Pepsi challenge led to Coke changing its formula to new Coke, then quickly switching back only 77 days later in one of the biggest marketing blunders in history. As Pepsi famously gloated at the time, after years of advertising warfare, the other guy blinked.
In the world of advertising, believability is the holy grail. It's that way now, and it was that way 100 years ago. In the gridlock of commercial messages, advertisers feel compelled to scream louder than ever before to get noticed. Then, they have to offer a promise that will be highly desirable. And through it all, they have to try and maintain some semblance of credibility. In his book, Pepsi President John Scully admitted that when he took the Pepsi taste test himself, he chose Coke. Lucky for him, there was no press around. Real customers, real people, have no vested interest. They buy what they like, ignore what they don't, and speak honestly from the heart. Real people ads capture that magical human element that is impossible to script. A laugh, a moment of shyness, a flash of utter surprise. That's why they are so persuasive. People believe people. And that's the power of testimonials. They allow advertisers to step back and let their customers do the selling when you're under the influence. I'm Terry O'Reilly. This episode was recorded in the Terrestream Mobile Recording Studio. Producer, Debbie O'Reilly. Sound engineer, Jeff Devine. Under the Influence theme by Ari Posner and Ian Lefevre. Music in this podcast provided by APM Music. Follow me on Twitter at Terry O. Influence. You can find this podcast in our archives wherever you listen. If you enjoyed this episode, you might also like Brands Are People Too, Products Named After Inventors, Season 7, Episode 11. You'll also find it in our archives wherever you listen to podcasts. See you next time. Fun fact. During the Pepsi Challenge, 100% of drinkers were confident they could tell the difference between Coke and Pepsi. Fewer than 50% could. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.